You should just do this, right? Yep. I should just start by saying this is Podflix. This is Podflix. Episode 213. I'm Nish. I'm Paul. I'm Willie. Here we are. Doing a Podflix episode. 19 minutes and 45 seconds remaining. (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave it to you, Blabberouse, to to drag this shit on. All right. And do. Yeah, we we can do that. We can do that. Um... We watched a movie, which we're going to talk about. It's a little-known art flick named Barbie. <laughs> I think um, it's, it's French, right? It's pronounced Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. <laughs> um, are there other Barbie movies out there? Like, I, I, I never even looked. I mean, I'm sure there are, right? Like cartoon movies or something that I could have like pretended to have watched instead. Obviously, there, I did not. There definitely are cartoon ones because yeah. I know my kid has seen them. Yeah. yeah. The version we watched is the 2023 version directed by Greta Gerwig and starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Um, am I correct? Is that the is that the version? Paul, is that the version that you saw in the theater? Or did you see some other Barbie movie that's in the theater? Coincidentally, that is the one I saw in the theater. Yes. All right, there we go. A movie that I saw. So I saw this movie in the theater. I saw it three weeks or four weeks after it came out. Um, and my wife and I found it ourselves unexpectedly childless one night um and decided to go to the movies and Tem- had- temporarily childless right when you say that it really I, yes it is, it is yeah, it is it's alarming let me, let, let me amend my statement briefly <laughs> and unexpectedly childless um even the unexpectedly is a little weird well it wasn't like it wasn't planned it was just like got it my parents were just like, "Oh, can we take him? Can like, we take the like, kid tonight?" And I was like, like she was like ball. kidnapped in the ball or something. <laughs> and you're like, "Well, let's we'll go see a movie." <laughs> I called Liam Neeson. I said, "I need you to get my kid back. I'm going to the movies. Going yeah. to see Barbie <laughs> without her, <laughs> because I have a particular set of skills, and it's about going to the movies." Um, <laughs> no, but so we went to so we went to the movie, and we actually had to go to multiple theaters to find like a Friday night viewing that wasn't sold out ah yeah um which how, i was not how, expecting to do how long had it been out at this point uh three weeks i think this is okay. its third weekend yeah, yeah. In, uh 70 millimeter or imax or what, what uh format uh, the way know, that right. greta gerwig intended <laughs> like playing it only one of 13 theaters yeah. worldwide <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah saw it in a very in a Probably the fullest movie theater I've seen a movie in in quite some time. Nice. Huh. All right. Did people yeah. cheer and shit? They did. Yes. Um, they. Yeah. They were. They were. They were pretty into it. It was good, like good energy. What's the cheering moments like when Ken walks on screen or when Barbie yeah, walks on screen or like it's, it's it's more cheer worthy than Oppenheimer was. <laughs> I saw Oppenheimer in a full theater. There was no cheering. cheering. No. <laughs> uh um willie you and i probably don't you you and i probably have more or less the same story of watching this movie which is that we saw it in the internet video store with, with chinese subtitles at the bottom korean i think they were yeah <laughs> i believe they were korean <laughs> subtitles yes <laughs> help or hinder the movie going experience yep Again, yeah. you, you wouldn't know this because you didn't see it in the theater. That is the way Greta Gerwig intended. 
Oh, well, it's, 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 it's good to know. <laughs> yeah, the Smashing success then. Yeah. It's, it's, it's getting so that I don't know what to do if the movie doesn't have Korean subtitles. <laughs> I'll just have to go find them and turn them on. I do watch most things with subtitles now. Yes, and... English subtitles. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and I tried to put the English subtitles on, and it was English subtitles on top of Korean subtitles didn't work. I'm like, fine, yeah. I'll yeah. fucking listen. Yep. I guess I'll just have to pay attention with my ears. <laughs> it can be it, it it can be super challenging. Um, we actually watch a lot of British TV, and you you get some man some of those accents that is like I oh, guess yeah. that's English. I'm putting the subtitles on. Yeah, and then and then we've talked many times about you know the way that some films nowadays are mixed in in such a way that it's like it is legitimately hard to hear what's going on sometimes, like in in terms of dialogue. Right. Looking at you, Christopher Nolan. Yep. Although, as we as we said in our Oppenheimer uh, little mini episode, uh, not not a problem with Oppenheimer. But uh, because you saw it in the movie theater, where it's like I'm sure it'll get the sound. No, but it's it's, it's also it's also it's it's also like mixed much like the dialogue. I think is much more important in a lot of ways, and so it's actually mixed up pretty well. And there's not like a whole bunch of music playing over it. I think time. I'm probably I'm probably repeating myself, but I wonder if this is going to be a trend where it's going to be like 20 years from now, like you'll hear a movie with a muddy mix like that, and you'll be like, oh, "This is from the early 2020s, isn't it?" Like when they did this for like kind of like the the that the white or no, I was thinking of that that blue pass filter they put on everything, like when after um, traffic. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah that's a good call. Yeah, because I, I feel like it's going to be very It's like oh, early 2000s. Yep. This is like, you know, <laughs> the early 2000s. Yeah. Or like alternately, the like uh, washed out green filter that started to become prevalent after the Matrix for a while. Yeah. Oh, in like sci fi stuff. Like, like, like that yeah. came in a few other things. Liz also like the. Wah. Yes. That was, that, was, that was what I thought you were going to say. The, the, the Inception soundtrack, the blomp sound. Yeah. That was there, and and still, I mean, you still hear that in quite a few movie trailers. The bass drop, thirteen years later. Yeah, definitely in trailers, a lot of trailers. It's yeah, too, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, the premise of Barbie. Um, so uh, Barbie starts in, and a decent amount of it takes place in Barbie Land, which is, um, I guess, kind of like an alternate world, sort of that sort of connects to the real world where all the Barbies live, Barbies and Kens, and it's a matriarchal society where the Barbies are kind of in charge and do everything, and the Kens just kind of hang around on the beach. They do their job, which is beach. Um, and uh, <laughs> one day, day the summer, keep yeah. going. I'm and, then, <laughs> and then uh, one day, uh, Margot Robbie, who plays stereotypical Barbie. Um, kind of discovers that she is sort of having like very non-Barbie-like thoughts. She starts thinking about death and um, she gets cellulite and a few other things. And um, eventually she learns that she has to travel to the real world and find out who is playing with her and kind of like figure out what's going on. Um, and so the movie goes from there. Well, and, and, and Ken comes with her, which is kind of important. And then, um, and then the movie kind of goes from there and we can kind of talk about further from there but that's sort of the premise just your typical cookie cutter premise that's right yep so um 
I'll be honest. I, I'm I'm unsure like where to like. There are a number of different ways to approach this movie, and I'm a little unsure like kind of what to start with. Yeah, Willie. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Ryan Gosling's pets. Sure. That's, Real that, that, or not? That was that was one of the way places I was intending to start from. Robert uh, Ryan Gosling's pets. I say Robert Gosling. Who was I trying to say? Who's Robert Gosling? Robert anyway. Gosling Jr. Yes, that maybe that is who it was. Um. I assumed they were real, but I don't know. There, there, there was a point I think towards the end, like when he like takes off his whole like mink and all that, where I was just like, "Is it real? Is the body real? Did he, did he like get jacked for this? I don't know. I can't tell. I mean, he could have, right? Could be. He feels He's like definitely. the kind of actor that would have. He's right? definitely jacked, but the fewer size of those bad boys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looked fake. But there yeah. were moments when he flexed. I'm like, damn. This guy just fucking got big for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I'm uh you know, not uh oh I'm 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 heterosexual, but um I don't, I don't know. That the like big pecs and stuff like that doesn't I don't I don't I don't get it so much. Just way, me. to, way to make me self conscious. <laughs> thanks a lot mish no nah, you know like the, the 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 oiled up bodybuilder look i've i've never understood the appeal of that well of course as i mentioned accepting that like i'm not you know generally attracted to men either so maybe that's not for me to understand it but you know there 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 are things i understand like i understand ryan gosling's appeal in a, in a more general sense very much but like that, uh, that look for whatever reason has never been a like for me. It's always been like oh, I guess I guess some women like that. Okay, fair enough. Like not like muscles, like muscles. I get. I'm talking about like the, you know, when it's taken to kind of somewhat of an extreme. Well, he was trying to look like a plastic doll. No, no, I know. I'm I'm, I'm not saying he shouldn't have looked like that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not I'm not criticizing that in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying I'm just musing on it. And saying, right. like, personally, I don't find that very attractive. That's follow up question about his pecs. Um, does, does Ken the doll have nipples? And should he have had nipples? There's more thinking about this than I've, than I've done. I, I'm just, I'm just, um, yeah, phone, I don't know. I doubt like, it. like, none of us are really Barbie connoisseurs, right? Like, I don't think Ken the doll had nipples. I don't speak for like, Paul. He knows his Barbies. Well, uh, my, my, my kid does, will not, does not truck with any male Barbies. Yeah, no, I, I, I assumed. So we Willie only meant. have we only have female Barbies in the house. I assumed Willie meant you, but, but not, <laughs> my Barbie, not your daughter. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> your Barbies. all directly. You're like the America Ferrara character in this uh, in this movie. You're 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 playing with Barbies on the side, exactly. more, more than your daughter. They made reference to them not having genitals. Yes, I mean nipples are not genitals, but you know. Yeah, no, no yeah, but. I, right. I wonder if I wonder if Ken ever did like if on any of them he'd ever did have nipples. It's a good question. I'm gonna bet let's, no. Let's Google yeah. it. Does Ken dolls have nipples? I'll look this up while you guys talk about. Yeah, yourself. you you can ruin your 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 Google history with this. That's shit. right. Can't wait to see the ads you're gonna get after this. <laughs> Ken, uh, in fact, does not have nipples. There we yeah. go. There we go. I think it would have been. It's one thing to say that you don't have genitals. It's another thing to literally show someone's chest, like 
who's like a normal person and then just not have nipples the whole time. I, I wouldn't surprise me if they tested that a little bit and we're just like, this looks too weird. Like we, we can't do this. Um, so let's start by maybe talking a little bit about the, let's start, let, let, let's start just by talking about like the look and feel of the movie. All right. That's maybe okay. a, a safe entree. So the, so, you know, this movie, um, at least and we'll 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 focus mainly maybe on the barbie land part of it because i think that's a little easier to talk about like the, the real world's kind of the real world sort of um so what did you guys think of the the barbie land kind of look that they had i thought it looked great like i yeah. thought they did they did a really good job um like just the whole vibe of the place like it it really felt like yeah this is what like a you know this is what a kid is imagining in their head when they're you know playing Barbie kind of a thing. Yeah, I really liked the ocean that doesn't move with like the fake wave that's just yep. like up there, and that it actually comes into play when he like tries to surf in the beginning and just like smacks into it, and then is like careening until he falls. So yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, really cool. Um, and I liked the, uh, I liked, you know, I, I feel like they put, when I think back on it, just the right amount of emphasis on all the different accessories and like vehicles and all that stuff where it's like, they're there and sometimes they point them out, but it's like, it doesn't really overwhelm things like, like a fair amount of it is in like service to like whatever the story is doing. Uh, right. Well. I, I did have the thought while I was watching it, like, you know, are they introducing a whole bunch of new Barbie toys to like then be sold later? And I will say, having taken my kid to Target to buy some Barbies a couple of times since seeing the movie, I didn't see anything that was like a movie tie in. I, I mean, didn't I, know, have a... I know it's not a movie for like little girls, like, right. But like, you know, I still, the cynic in me was still kind of like, I wonder if we're going to see something here. No, sure. They didn't, they didn't, uh, they weren't shipping out Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I could say. So a thing that I thought was interesting, and this brings me to a bunch of things that I want to see. So, um, you know, in the middle of the movie or however far into the movie it is, they, they go to the real world. Um, and parts of the real world look very much like the real world. Like, like it's, you know very much that way and then there's like the mattel headquarters which is very much kind of not it's like kind of barbie-ish not in its like pink garishness but in its like fakeness which i thought was sort of like an interesting decision not the lobby but every other part of the of the mattel headquarters is like when they get up to the actual like offices and then like walking through like the hall or like the bullpen of like um all the people who work in mattel like the than the like normal people who work in Mattel, which I, I have a side question about that, but but I thought that was an interesting and I think very like intentional choice to do that. It's it's like the Mattel headquarters felt like a very fake area within the real world. I think I think I think interesting is a generous take on it. For me for me, like the whole Mattel stuff, the execs, like all that, it felt like a different movie. It felt like a you're gonna say the same thing, dude. That's a part of the movie that didn't fly for me. Yeah. 
yeah, it it felt kind of unnecessary. The the thing I was going to say related to that, which only occurred to me later on, there is a point um, where they they make the point more or less that no one would care if Alan got out into the real world, Michael Sarah's character, um, and how like Alan's escape all the time or whatever, and like all all the members of Insync are Alan, uh, basically. And I felt like when I thought about that and went back to the Mattel thing, it's like all those people who work for Mattel, are they Allens? They kind of act like Allens. Like it, they felt fake in a weird way. And in like kind of a very like low key, like, hmm, okay, like kind of way, which but made they never me wonder, pay that off, right? Not really, but I wonder if, they, but I wonder if they are. They don't, like a, they don't, they don't pay it off. Is that like is a dropped it? plot line that like might have explained? Could I, 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 I don't know. The, the, the Mattel stuff, like, there was weirdness to the to all the Mattel people, which I wondered if there was something to that that like got dropped, or if it's just weird and undercooked, like you said, yeah, like, like you guys I, were kind of saying. I don't know. To me, that felt like it that that was like left over from like the the more little kid friendly version of this movie. Um, like I don't know if that ever existed, but that's what it felt like. It was like, you know, this that's that's the version of the company I would expect to see in a movie aimed at like, you know, seven year olds. Um, it just, like I said, it just, it just felt in, incongruous with the rest of the movie to me. Yeah, I agree. It, it feels like the only purpose that the Mattel stuff really serves that I think still seems to work in any way, shape or form. And, and there are other ways you could have done this is like, I guess it, well, it does two things, I guess. Like one, it creates like the the need that you you need to have Barbie, uh, Margot Robbie, like fully understand that this world is not what she thought it was. And she kind of does already, but like I feel like the conversation with the Mattel execs kind of cements that for her before she escapes. And then I guess it leads to her meeting Ruth, meeting Rhea Perlman, which I feel like is, I guess, kind of like somewhat that, that pays off at the end as well. A little bit but like other than that like those are the only two things that are of any use i think in that mattel plot because it's like it doesn't really it's not like like they they go back to barbie land and it has nothing to do with the mattel stuff right right like the reason they go back to barbie land the reason they came what had nothing to do with the mattel stuff and it's not like the mattel execs really do anything at the end like they're there but they don't do anything so like yeah i agree kind of a waste of will ferrell if you ask me yeah for sure yeah there's a lot there. I think you're kind of dancing around it, but um, <clears throat> the way I was quantifying it is that like Barbie's supposed to be kind of like cartoon world and then there's real world, but for some reason they chose to make Mattel in the real world also like even more cartoony. cartoony yes, 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 yes. That is, yeah, that is kind world. of what I was trying to say. And I it's was like, a, it was a little fucking weird of a choice. Not only that, but now part of that cartoony world that's in the real world is going to go over to the cartoony world at the end it, it was just awkward I as think, shit the whole i thing. think a, a much more effective scene not 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 that it was not not that these are trying to do the same things but it's like i thought the scene when they first get to to the real world and like ken walks off to do his thing and barbie's just sitting there thinking and she just sees like the people at the park and it's like kind of displaying like the range of human emotion that exists Mm -hmm. And she's like taking it in like that's a much more effective scene. I think and just showing the difference between like the real world and Barbie land and like and like a pretty well done and like relatively like low key scene. And and I I appreciated that. And then like, yeah, like like you said, I think. um, 
yeah, the Mattel stuff, like, like, like you said, I, I think, I, I think you said it really well, Willie. Like, it does make it weird because it, like, it makes that line between the two worlds like less clear than it probably should be. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels too cartoony in in the real world. And if they hadn't had it, like, I don't think. I mean, certainly not me. I wouldn't have been like, where was Mattel in this movie? Like, it's not something right. you needed to have. So, right. like, you needed to fit it in somehow. Like, you just you just didn't need it at all. Right. Right. It wouldn't surprise me, like you said, Paul, if it was some kind of like vestigial like what what was left of like what might have been like a first draft or like some intermediate draft where like there was that was like a lot more prevalent in the story and then it's like they took a lot of it out but then this part was still left yeah it's like well we already signed yeah. a contract with will ferrell Fair, right there? right and it's like and will ferrell's funny people like will ferrell let's like keep him in here and just have him like riff a little bit or something right. yeah like something like that um yeah the other um the other part I think it's weird to kind of start immediately with it's like well we're, what things were weird um but like I think another part that kind of seemed very odd to me was not very odd but I, I just don't think it had the impact that they wanted it to have is the relationship between America Ferreira and her daughter um I and I feel like there were a couple things that just seemed odd to me about it like first like I didn't like the scene um where she first meets the daughter in the in the school cafeteria or whatever and they like i i guess like the part that seemed odd to me is it's like there's this woman who's claiming to be barbie who comes up to you and like i don't think it's weird that like a however old she's supposed to be 14 years old or whatever it is like 13 14 like I don't think it's weird that she would say all the things or think all the things that she thinks about Barbie that she says. And like, even in that way, like it feels like it's like, yeah, it's a pretty believable, like kind of righteous teenage teenager, like way to like, kind of like clap back. Mm -hmm. It feels weird that you would do that. Like if she truly is like this woman thinks she's Barbie, I feel like, I don't know. Like it felt very mean and like mean in a way that like, I don't, I could see a girl and whatever i don't have a teenage daughter and i mean will you do for one thing but like i can see like i can see teenage girls being mean to each other right sure it feels weird to think of someone being that mean and not really having any remorse to like an adult one who's in their view mentally ill because she thinks she's barbie and is crying based on what you've said like it feels very weird that she had like next to no reaction and like that her reaction instead of like being like well here's what i don't like about barbie blah 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 is kind of like i'm scared of you like get away from us like you think you're barbie like we we are going like that feels like a much more realistic reaction to like there is a a grown woman who has walked into our cafeteria come up to me knows my name somehow and is telling me that she's barbie and then is like weeping like 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 even even if she said that stuff like i feel like she would feel bad in some way if she was like visibly crying in front of you and seemed like devastated i don't know like the whole thing it just felt like it was like i don't know if like the reaction i'm having to this character is the reaction that this movie wants me to have to this character to the daughter which is that it's like i kind of think she's being really shitty here and it's going to take a fair amount for to like win me back over to her side even as a kid i think you're right like i I think you're right like when they show up in the cafeteria it was like immediately clocked it like this woman there's no world where this woman poses a threat to us in any way shape or form so we can do whatever and and but like 
you're right. Like, I think you're right. Like, if, like, if, if someone, if an adult walks up to a group of kids and is like acting like that in real life, like they'd have a very different reaction, which would essentially be like, okay, we're going to like, you know, we're leaving or I'm, you know, I'm calling a, a teacher or something because this is fucking weird. And the fact that that didn't happen, like, I don't know if the movie is just trying to go for like, skip that part because that's not, you know, what the movie wanted to talk about, but it did make it feel weird. Yeah. Or like, even like when they're in the car and she sees her like being like led away by the Mattel people and she like says something like, she's like, it's like, oh, thank God they like, like got, like they, they kept like got that like nut job. Like, I mean that like, and then she like corrects it to something more like PC. Um, But I feel like again, like even then, like, I feel like your thing would have been like, oh my God, it's that woman, mom. This woman was like disturbed and kind of scary. Like, listen to what happened. Like, I feel like that would be the reaction a little bit. Like, like this, this freak, this woman was like freaky and it was like weird. Like, not yes. like, oh, what a nut job. Believe it or not, you, I don't, <laughs> I don't think you guys are the intended audience of this film. Well, sure. <laughs> and I think that that kid is a character that like, little girls are supposed to be like yeah that's the way we i would react if that happened to me yeah i i, I suppose i mean i suppose that's what it is it just maybe little boys too i shouldn't i should sure, i shouldn't sure you know, sure, like sure little kids right? little kids interpret things right yeah i i disagree i think this movie is not aimed at the little girls i think it's this movie is aimed at their moms um and it's their mom thinking like that's how my you know kid will react like would react but i would hope moms would not like like i guess like i don't know maybe i'm being naive but like and i don't want to make you know there's a lot to talk about with this movie i don't want to focus on this one little thing but like it just felt like it's like i felt i i, I kind of almost like I've, I've had a conversation recently with you know there's uh there, there's a young woman who watches my kids in the in the evenings and she's like in her 20s and so i've had this like conversation with her like about you know like kids these days quote unquote even though it's like you know she's an adult but she's closer obviously to like kids and it's like one thing i feel about like kids like it's like because i think i talked a lot about like social media and like how like you know that has like such a weird effect on like teenagers like and like what they do and what their like incentives are in some ways and stuff like that um but like and and i don't think that like kids today are any more or less mean than kids were when we were kids kids are kids are kids and they will always be mean sometimes and and like little jerks to each other and that's kind of how it is but i do feel like there's a lot more general empathy towards mental health issues now than there ever used to be among people generally and i think kids as well just because it's like a little more normalized than it used to be. I mean, it's not shit that anybody ever talked about when we were kids. Um, and now I think it's at least like maybe a little more. And so like that part just felt weird to me where it's like, if you really think this woman's a nut job, I feel like there would be a little more empathy in your, in your mind, even as a kid. And I feel like as a mom, you would want your kid to have a little more empathy for someone who is like clearly like maybe not all with it or like to, as far as you know, not all with it. Um, yeah, I think that's, I that's, I totally agree with you, but I think that scene is, I mean, that scene is played not as like how how teenagers react to a mentally ill person, but like what teenagers think of Barbie. Yeah, right? and, and that's and, what it's trying to get at. Yeah, and and you know, I think this was like early enough in the real world scenes that I was still like thinking it's like, well, this is the real world, right? And it's like, 
you know, maybe it comes back to what we were saying about the Mattel stuff where it's like, yeah, the real world isn't like real worldy enough maybe in this movie. And it's like, that comes in a lot of places where it's like not actually. Yeah. I mean, like, even the literally, like, even the stuff with like where, where Ken goes off and has his like, you know, whatever awakening. Sure. Like, I mean, that is like dialed up to like 12. Yeah. Right. Like, no, no, you know, absolutely. Like, a yeah. lot of it is like him in the, him in the hospital and even talking about the patriarchy with that one guy and like all that stuff. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll leave it here. It was just it was, just, it, was it was just a, a thing that I thought was like a little bit weird. But then I guess the other thing I would say, probably more about um, Sasha, the girl, and and her mom, uh, is that like they are like kind of like alienated from each other, and it's like and then like they kind of get together by the end a little more. Like she, I guess, like the daughter has more respect for the mom or whatever. I feel like all that is like a little too nebulous. Like I never could get a sense as to like, does the daughter not like the mom? Like in the general sense that most teenage daughters kind of don't like their parents at a certain point and nothing more. Or does she not like the mom because she feels like the mom is pretending to be something she's not, which also is kind of mentioned at a, at a point in time where she says like, where she's complimenting her on her drawings and she says something like they're dark and messy and like something, everything you pretend not to be. So it's like, mm -hmm. is that the reason? Like, and, and, like, I don't feel like we ever got, like, any scenes. Not, you know, again, like, it's, like, do I want the movie to be longer? Probably not. This movie was a good length, and I wouldn't necessarily want it to be longer. But it's, like, I, I don't know. I just felt like it's, like, there were there were parts, like, not major parts, but there were parts where it's, like, they clearly wanted you to be, like, a little invested in, like, the mom and the daughter kind of, like, building their relationship back. And yet I couldn't tell. It's, like, what was the problem with it? Was there a problem? Like, I can't tell. So... Going from, you know, between you know my wife and, and then the reaction of people in the theater watching this movie, I actually think this is something that the movie does intentionally because mm -hmm. it lets you, it gives you an entry point into their relationship that like you can map it to your relationship with your with your kid, um, and like it was clear in the end like how that like when when they you know have their you know repairing of their relationship. Like fucking, like you know, who I assume people who are that I assume were mothers in the theater were tons of crying was going on, and it was and so it may not have landed you know story plot wise, but like man, it lands fucking emotionally, and I think that's the point. Yeah, I mean that's good to know because like obviously I watched it alone and I'm not a woman, and so like yeah, no, I mean that that that's a really good point. That's good to know then. Cause like, yeah, cause I couldn't quite like it felt underbaked to me, but I can see that as kind of the reason as like an intentional thing. All right. It's fair. Cause yeah, that was definitely a point that I felt like I had a criticism of where it was just like, I, I feel like I'm not engaged with, with that relationship all that much, but you know, this maybe comes back to, you know, the old, well, wasn't really for you kind of thing. And so it's like, fair enough. Right. All right. So, um, let's I'm, I'm just going to throw it open in a very broad way to um what is something in particular that you very much liked about this movie because we've talked a fair amount about a couple things that were weird to start with easy margot robbie you knew from the minute they announced she's going to be barbie if you like she's going to be great she was yeah yeah really good and you know she's got a fair amount to do in this movie actually like it's it's not 
you know, she she has to portray a decent amount, especially in the middle and the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her scenes with Kate McKinnon a lot. Yeah, Kate McKinnon <laughs> is as weird Barbie was very good. I think <laughs> one of my one of my favorite like just line readings was um when America Ferrera comes and meets her and it's like a weird Barbie. It's like I had a weird Barbie. It's like that's like you you like and, and yeah. She says I had a weird Barbie and Kate McKinnon's like yeah you did. <laughs> yeah a little a little on the nose casting but i don't care it, it works yeah yeah that yeah. yeah, was good yeah and no she's margot robbie is great in, in the movie I, the, the part that always sticks out for me is like when when her feet like go down and then she's got to put the high heels on and she's just like why would anybody wear shoes like this if their feet aren't shaped like this right yes <laughs> i thought was just fucking hysterical um so yeah she had to do i feel like it's a role where she had to, she had to do a lot, like she had to convey a lot without acting a lot, if that makes sense. Like she had to do a lot subtly. Yeah. Um, and I know she has like some big emotional moments, but like the real interesting parts for me are like the slow realizations and things like that that she has multiple times throughout the movie as she's like, you know, learning learning more. So, I um, my favorite margot robbie line and i think one of my favorite lines in the whole movie was um it's actually in that scene that i was criticizing right after um where sasha tears her apart and then she because she's sitting crying and she goes she thinks i'm a fascist i don't control the trains or the flow of commerce (laughs) (laughs) that that made me laugh out loud (laughs) you know i like i I don't see. I, I haven't seen a ton of Ryan Gosling movies, and you know the ones I have seen, like uh, you know, I think he's fine. He, I, I'm not the hugest fan, but um, um, I'm, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of his name. But um, Simu Lu, the other Ken, holy crap, he was awesome. Yeah, um, that was a that was a standout performance for me. Yeah, Simu Lu had like just the right amount of like smarminess and like a little bit of competitiveness going on and then along with the dance moves which were great um have you guys seen kim's convenience i haven't you've talked about it a lot like i I think when we were leading up to when we saw shang chi like way back when you were yeah no name guy right and um he plays a similar just kind of, kind of, kind of airhead guy, sort of. Yeah, slightly arrogant, thinks a lot of his looks type of guy. Yeah, plays it well. <laughs> yeah, he does. I, I, I agree. He's, he's like a really good like second Ken. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I thought Ryan Gosling was was very good in this. I like one thing about I like Ryan Gosling generally, but like one thing about Ryan Gosling is I feel like he is he is a very game actor. I would say. Like he's pretty much up to do what what you want him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, what's the what's the movie I should see if I'm mm, if... Crazy, crazy stupid love, without a doubt. That's the Ryan Gosling movie. That's to see. the one you want to see. If you if you want to see Ryan Gosling, like this is Ryan Gosling, um, like charisma up to ten kind of thing. That I would say yeah, crazy that's... stupid love. Okay. If you want like Ryan Gosling, like serious actor, I would maybe say blue valentine no i don't need that i need the charismatic that's, one that's fair crazy stupid love yeah it's a cute movie too yeah right. yeah yeah crazy stupid love is a good movie 
it's enjoyable. It has a good payoff. Everything you want. And the other star is Steve Carell. I mean, what's not to like? But that's not this movie. No, not this movie. Steve Carell, not in this movie. Keep being interesting. I waited man. the whole movie for Steve Carell. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was promised Steve Carell by no one and yet thought he would be in here. Um, I mean, guys, we haven't talked about the plot at all. No, we've kind of we've we've sort of touched on it a little bit here and there so but but haven't really talked about it right so which part of the plot do we want to talk about do we want to talk about the 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 overarching message of the movie right matriarchy well, patriarchy toxic masculinity blah blah, blah is blah, that right? the overarching message of the movie that that I, is the question i'm not sure is the thing right I, the movie I, got really I messy thought, for me once they got back to barbie land i thought this movie was going to be especially as it went on about sort of like railing against the patriarchy and and also like the understanding that the matriarchy thing in the beginning i mean i think they made it clear enough that like what they had in the beginning wasn't great either like they they did a very good job of like showing how marginalized ken feels um and so like i understood that part but then at the end i feel like it's much not much more but like if i was to say what this movie's about it's it's a more existential movie like it's a lot more about like what is it what is it to be human and like in 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 certain ways yeah i think that's right but i do, i do want to talk about I, I, you know, I, so, so, so i think both of those should be talked about because it's not as though the major the patriarchy stuff isn't there it's it's a lot all right <laughs> let's talk about the patriarchy stuff cuz i i have i have two two big problems with the patriarchy stuff like it started coming up and I was and like I was like fuck it I'm here for it like roast me let's have it like and honestly I felt like the movie pulled a lot of punches like it it kind of and and maybe I'm the only one but like like the movie goes hard on the patriarchy but I don't really feel like it touches tox toxic masculinity that much and no. like it shows it right but it doesn't comment on it in any way shape or form which I thought was a really like missed opportunity that like like it's not like you know it's a lot of like men being shitty to women it's also a lot of like men being shitty to each other it's a lot of like men holding themselves back like toxic like like i fucking hate toxic masculinity so like i was like sure. fucking ready for it and i didn't and i didn't get it like the way i was expecting to it felt like a missed opportunity because i felt like this movie had a blank fucking check to go as hard as i wanted and i was hoping they would go harder than that but the other thing that you know it's one stupid line but it really bugs me is and 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 i'm imagining like i'm imagining you know uh uh you know a wife drives brings her toxic masculine husband to this movie drags him kicking and screaming and he's got to go see this movie and he's sitting there and he's getting this message and he's hating and, and whatever but he's watching the movie and then at the end the the the, the restore the you know the balance of power is restored right and the narrator makes a comment that you know things went back to the way they were and eventually men had as much power in barbie land as women do in the real world and i felt like that was fucking bullshit because that was their opportunity to be like hey guess what put women in charge we will do, they will do a fucking better job than men do and the and the message of the movie at that point was like nah, women will do about the same as men and i feel like that is fucking license for every shithead husband who had to, who got dragged to this movie to turn to her turn to his wife and be like see we shouldn't like the like it wouldn't it wouldn't be any better like we should just keep things the way they are and i i felt like that was a real disappointment for me yeah 
yeah no i i think you're right like i i think i felt that way even like the line before that one when i think like simi lu asked like he's like can we have like one supreme court justice and like the president like Issa Rae is like basically like we well, can't do that and it's kind of like well, why not like <laughs> like I don't, I don't quite understand why not unless like i mean like except for the fact that maybe like the kens are all kind of like naturally dumber a little bit is is like the way they've kind of made it a little bit but yeah but this know. is your opportunity to like show how much better women in charge would be like take advantage of it don't be like oh it will be just as shitty to you as as men are to us in the real world like come on don't do that right yeah no i, I think that's a fair point because like that is the point that gets made a lot right that like if women had had you know had had run the world or you know like that society would be better and it's like that may very well be true but like you're not showing that here right right yeah yeah i think i think that's a good point um what are your thoughts on that plot overall willie or or that that kind of part of the story it didn't land. I can't, I can't put my finger on why. I don't quite agree with you, Paul. Uh, in that, like, I I wasn't looking for the big like. See, like, when if we put women in charge, they do a better job. I just wasn't waiting for that, and I wasn't waiting for like a you know poetry slam on toxic masculinity. Uh, I thought they could have done like a better job with it, though. Like they 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 had a lot of opportunity. Some of the early bits, like if you look at it for what it is, which is a light movie, some of the early bits, like with Ken discovering toxic masculinity, I thought were quite funny. Like if you if you take like, like when he was like, what? Like when he's talking about like, well, I can do the surgery, right? It's like, can I talk to a doctor? Some of that shit was like really fucked up in a, in a, in a, in a funny way. And I thought they could have I thought they could have had more of that because that's the only part that I really enjoyed watching Gosling. But overall, I, I I can't put my finger on why it didn't land for me. It felt very forced and very afraid, maybe, to push the boundaries in a way in which we didn't want to offend anybody on either side. So let's just kind of play it down the middle and make some jokes. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. That they they, I I was expecting them to go harder, and they didn't. And I felt like they had an opportunity to and didn't take it. And ultimately. I, I agree with you. I think they, they played it pretty safe. I don't yeah. know if a Barbie movie is the movie, though, though, Paul. That's the thing. Like, this is where I disagree. It's like, I don't know if... I don't know if a Barbie movie is... Like, it's a... I don't know. What do I know? Like, what the fuck do I know? I'm well, a fucking, that, that I'm is, a fucking white dude, but, like, like in the end, it's like, this is supposed to be a movie about dolls for, for, for kids, and we're a bunch of old fucking men watching this thing so like like who am i to like criticize which way they chose but 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 also is it right like it's like yes it's a movie about dolls for kids but it's not just a movie about dolls for kids i mean that that is one of the better things about this movie right like i in my opinion which is just and we knew this by the point that it came out but like if you had heard without knowing who was in it or more importantly who was directing it like you just heard like yeah, there's a barbie movie coming out it's like you would think it would be maybe animated not that there's anything wrong with animated movies but like also just like just kind of a vapid like fucking like brats the movie or like a better thing of like paw patrol or something like that or like or like a female version of like a transformers movie 
like just like dumb and just like yeah it'll make a ton of money because it's barbie and like people go and this movie actually had a lot to say regardless of how well we think he said it like i think like i don't i i i i like it is a movie about dolls for kids like it's not not that but it's not definitely not just that right like it was trying to do some things very much so yeah i mean i think it, it, it's a movie about toys and uh, in the same way that the lego movie is a movie about toys that like it yeah, is I, but I think, there's also I, a lot more there yeah and and i think the lego movie is actually a really good that that was the movie i thought of when i was thinking about it today and like thinking about like like what does this remind me of and it's like yeah the lego movie because i think the lego movie actually had like a very kind of somewhat you know profound is maybe too strong a word to use but you know what i mean like like a, a something to really think about at the end with like the speech that chris pratt's character gives to will ferrell's character at the end about like you know about like what it, about being special or just like the you know almost just like letting go and like kind of like playing like there, there was like a lot there that you could apply well beyond legos and i feel like there's stuff in here that i thought was very cool at thinking about little kids going and seeing this movie and getting this lesson on the side that's like they end up like learning this stuff which is like that's kind of neat like this movie didn't this movie would have made a ton of money without doing any of that and so i feel like i like just the general idea that they decided to make this a much more complicated movie in a lot of ways than it really needed to be in in any way shape or form just to make money i um I think I don't think I'd crystallize my feelings on this, but like hearing you guys talk about it, I think one of the reasons I liked that the movie kind of took this sort of like existentialist turn towards the end was because I don't feel like if the movie was fully about like the patriarchy and like toxic masculinity, like I, I think there was some part of me probably that without realizing it was kind of like, yeah, I don't feel like it really made its case well enough, which is exactly what you guys were saying. Mm -hmm. And so I think I liked that the end part was really less about that and more about like, like even, even the, the end part at the end where it's, it's like, yeah, I like how it's kind of like turned around a little bit. Right. Like it's like, it's the kind of thing that you, in a lot of movies you would hear someone, you, you would have a woman learning this lesson, but the lesson that Ken learns is kind of like, it's like, you're not just like the relationship you're in or like these other things, like find out who you are on your own, like, like discover like, like who you are and like what, what you are, like, on your own by yourself um which i think is a good message um in in its own and then you know and then like kind of the end part about like just you know her deciding to be human it's it's done it's done in a very weird like last movie of harry potter way in this like in this like nothingness kind of thing uh i feel but, like it takes like 25 i know it doesn't take 25 minutes but man it that scene feels really long it does it, it feels like four or five beats too long where it's like i get it this is a good message but like we're going a little long here yeah like it's like i get it so i i did like that part of fair amount and i really liked the the, the button at the end the the fact that like her her real world thing that she's all excited about is to go to the gynecologist it's like the most real world woman thing you, it's like you want to be a real human like here you go you got a vagina now gynecologist appointment enjoy <laughs> that, was that, was, that was funny yeah, yeah. Was so what else i don't know uh, i got nothing else dude yeah it's um 
yeah, let's 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 go to final thoughts because I feel like what I was about to say was but were my final thoughts. So, um, Paul, why don't we why don't we start with you? So it sounds like, or it feels like, we've been doing a lot of like you know complaining about this movie, and it's got its problems, but there's a lot that I like and that I liked in this movie, um, and you know I largely had a good time seeing it. I think for me, I had slightly different expectations walking into this movie than than the movie was intending to deliver, and um, but if I take the movie for what it was, like yeah, I liked it, um, and and I and I largely had a good time. Um, I, I am. I think I, I think I'm a three and a half on this movie. Um, you know, it, like as I think back of it, yeah, there's a couple of things that really stick you know stick out to me that bothered me a lot. Um, but you know, by and large, yeah, I, you know, as I look back, I, I fondly think of this movie. I think it, I thought it was mostly good. Willie. And I waffled on the score for a minute. Uh, it's a two and a half for me. Didn't click with it in many, many ways. Clicked like really. I'm a big Margot Robbie fan as a whole. Remember we watched Suicide Squad. Remember I, I like was gushing over her performance in that. Um, yeah, she was very good in that. The Suicide Squad, we should say. The Suicide not, Squad. Yeah, not Suicide Squad. Also the Tanya Harding movie. Um, sure. She's excellent, man. She's excellent in this movie. The first half of the movie whizzed by, and as soon as we got like back into Barbie land, that just kind of screeching halted for me. And I just, I couldn't find my bearings back nor find myself like really eager to get interested in it again. So, um, and that happens sometimes there's like change of scene, change of pace, and then it finds itself again. This happened in Oppenheimer, right? We had the, the, that like, first half of the third scene like it, it just like slowed down and then it, it it's self-sorted but eh, this one never never self-sorted for me so like first i'm gonna cut it down the middle two and a half yeah fair enough i i do agree with you that there there is a point when they come back to barbie land where it does feel like it doesn't zip by the way that the first part does mm -hmm. i i definitely agree with you on that i, I had the same feel um I think overall, I'm also going to give it a three and a half. Um, and I think um, I feel fairly similar to, to kind of what you said, Paul, which is just that it's like, I think I, I maybe had some heightened expectations given like some of the critical reception to this and seeing it, you know, I saw it much later. Um, and so I like it did process through the culture, like to some extent. Um, and so there are some, you know, parts that I noted that I felt like I had problems with or issues with motivation and stuff like that but like overall i found this movie fairly enjoyable it's it's quite funny at times i think the set design is great um and as you mentioned like like i think most of the acting is very good too and and especially margot robbie who's who's great in it so yeah like i i enjoyed this a decent amount and i could definitely see other people liking this more than me because I think like the things I had issues with were very like specific weird things that I couldn't get past at times. Um, so yeah, three and a half for oh, me. You're a specific and weird dude. So well, this is true. This is very true. I I mentioned him by name, but not like in any detail. I I really did like Alan a fair amount, and I felt like he got sidelined after about two thirds of the movie, like wh when he had been there a little bit, and then he's just kind of a little bit on the side and not mm -hmm. there anymore. And mm -hmm. I thought that was like a little like they they could have injected him back in a little bit. 
Oh, that's there. funny because I felt like they used him the right. Like I felt like I was like, oh no, we're gonna get way too much. We're gonna get way too much Michael Sarah in this movie, and then I felt like we didn't. I was like, oh good, like they they showed a little restraint there, and I thought that was a good thing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to to like take over, but like, yeah, he was he was he was funny. I I liked I liked the whole idea of Alan, and he was a nice a nice foil to the Kens. He was funny. Yeah. So. All right, Barbie. We did it. We did it. We watched Barbie. Barbenheimer complete. Exactly. I mean, not me. Well, I haven't seen not, I was going to say, not for you. <laughs> but for the show, we Barbenheimered. Yes. Exactly. We did. And only uh, three months or so after they came out. Well, that is our way. Yes, exactly. What? And three months as we record. I mean, who yeah. knows when this, who knows when this gonna goes hit. out? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Happy Valentine's we, Day, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> um, we have an email. Before I get to the email, I actually had a question because um, I, I forgot that we had an email that, that had a question in it. So I had a question of my own that oh. I was going to ask, which is just a basic question. And it was Barbie had me thinking about this. And this is, um, this is a question that's going to be just like a little like, let's remember our childhoods for like five, ten minutes kind of things. Um, what sorts of like action figures or like those kinds of toys did you guys have or like playing with when you were kids like like what do you guys remember the mask like, playing with a lot mask or, or just mask yeah i I, which, I think it was an acronym right i don't remember yeah i don't know what it stood for did you have yeah. the jeep wrangler that turned into a boat i had the heli i had the the motorcycle that turned into a helicopter i had the gas station that turned into an anti-aircraft gun i didn't have that i had i had the jeep that turned into a boat and i had yeah and i had the sports car that turned into a plane yes and i had that one those those are the two i had yeah Mm. yeah i don't even remember the gas station i had a lot i don't know where that came from but big three no particular order voltron he-man pound puppies pound puppies yeah, but how many Voltrons did you have? Oh, you had them all, right? Were you the you were the I still have it sitting in my closet? Yeah, yeah that, that I, was... I was I was more like most kids, where it's like, what did I have? The yellow lion, mm. hunks, hunks lion, or whatever his name was. I, re- I remember getting together with the because all right, so Voltron. If you don't know where Voltron is, a bunch of lions that turn into body parts, so then they make a robot. Yeah. Um, but they were metal, so they were mad expensive when we were kids. And I remember getting together. They were heavy. The neighbor- they were heavy. I remember getting together with the neighborhood kids and trying to plan out because we could only get one each, right? Trying to plan out which ones we were going to get so there were no overlaps, so we might have a chance of forming Voltron. We ended up with three in the end, and we never did it. But which ones were you missing? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember. I had the green lion. I remember that, and we had the red. And so the black, yeah. He's bad. The, the, <laughs> the body, yeah. You were just missing legs, basically. Yeah. And we could have used the, the the little tiny lion legs for legs, but yeah, there you go. If only we had known each other back then, I could have lent my yellow lion to the cause. Could have had a one. Do the blue lion. <laughs> this one-footed Voltron hopping around. Mm. Um. So okay. So Voltron, and then what were the other ones you said? Transformers? Did you say was that the second one? No, He Man. Oh, He Man. Yeah, yeah, who, a lot of He-Man. Who, who, yeah. Who were who were some of the your big He-Man ones? Name it, you know. 
Yeah. Prince Adam, He-Man, Cringor, Battle Cat, Skeletor, Man at Arms. Now, uh, did you have did you guys have uh what what were all the different He-Mans and Skeletors? There was there was uh Thunder I had Punch. The, Thunder I had Punch. the battle damage one. Yeah, like the, the battle damage one around. Yep. Yep. That's the one I had. Yeah. Ela, Evil Lynn. Sure. Um Dolph Lundgren. I had the guy who was like Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> I had the guy who was like, what was his name? Was it Triclops? The, the guy who had like the spinning eye where it's oh, like, yeah. eyes, three eyes, one eye. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that dude. Yeah, like that guy. Um, I had um, so I didn't have this, but my friend who I'd always go and play with had the 60s Batman Batmobile and a bunch of Batman action figures. Nice. So it was like all the and, and they all looked, you know, like the sixties one. So it was like, you know, it's Batman in his like gray, you know, and blue suit and Joker, like like kind of thin in like the purple suit kind of thing. Um, and I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. And they were like they were all ones where it's like you'd pinch their like like and I think he had a lot of other super friends characters. Sorry, I, I need to finish the <laughs> sentence. No, it's like you, you'd pinch their legs, you'd pinch their legs together what? and their arms would punch. It's it's like those guys. Whew. Yeah. You you would pinch their legs together and like their arms would like I remember like that. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then that. the only one who was different was the flash. For the flash, you'd pinch the arms together and his legs would run really fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Clever. I had um so two things that come to mind. I had um you know, you know, original trilogy Star Wars toys, which I actually recently picked up from my parents' house, who had them in their attic this whole time. Shit's valuable. Um, so I have like, they're 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 played with the hell, like they're. But I have like Luke Speeder. I have a tie. I have a blue. They came. They were blue. I had a blue Tie Fighter, um, and I had the Emperor that you had to send away box tops from cereal boxes to get. Oh wow. Um, so I have so I have that. Um, they they had the they they all the guys with lightsabers had had like lightsabers in their arm that would come out. You could like push it would like come out of their arm like Wolverine. Um, so I had that. And the other toy that always sticks in my head. Do you guys remember a toy called Battle Beasts? Yes. They were like little animals and they were armored and they it was like um they had like a a, a heat sensitive panel on yes. the front. Yes, and you and and they had like a symbol. It was like a fire one and like a wind one or something. Yes, right? it was like fire beats water, water beats wind. It was like something like that. Oh my god! For some reason, I fucking love those things. Yeah, uh, I, I I had completely forgotten about those guys until you just said said all that. It's like really like everything's like rushing back into my head. Like bad right? beasts. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had those. Uh, oh fuck! And that that reminded me of dinosaurs, but we don't have to talk about dinosaurs. I had a bunch of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures as well. Um, I think the only like I had most of them. I would say I think the only major person I didn't have was Krang. I never had Krang. Um, I never, as a kid, I never. There's not that much stuff I went that deep on, but I went really wide. So like I had like. Right. Two Ninja Turtles, one Voltron guy, like three He-Man figures, you know, one GoBots dude, like that, like it was just kind of yeah. spread all over the place. Ninja Turtles was the one I went deep on, and then otherwise, it's, yeah, I had like two Transformers. I think I had like I had Starscream and one of the sports cars who was an Autobot, but I can't remember who it was. And that was it. And I always wanted more more Transformers. 
Transformers were another one, right? Where am, am I wrong in saying like the original Transformers toys, like the ones when we were kids, were were those also like fairly mm, metal. metal and like heavy? Like they they I I felt like they were much higher quality in a lot of ways yeah. than like later on where it's like I only had I only had the Optimus Prime and the plane Starscream yeah. Starscream yeah yeah I just the two main dudes and they were heavy as shit really really heavy and they were yeah they could yeah. like really crack a skull I yeah. had like one of the yeah I had one of the generic Autobot like cars I don't even remember who it was and then I had one of the cassette tapes but not the player uh, <laughs> the cassette tape that turned into like a panther or whatever right well, it was um, a panther and one was like a bird right yeah right. i had the panther one yeah that's, that's what i had i don't know which one is which yeah and then the uh the the player was Soundwave, shockwave i can't remember what which one it sound is. wave i think it was sound wave. Yeah. yeah okay yeah it was hey, like we got we, second in command we got a really really email though i'm eager to hear this that's true okay so uh yeah we got we had an email from uh scott uh talking about the meg so uh, he had a couple fun facts just to note uh, and then he had a question so he, he noted that the name of the dog in the meg the one who doesn't get eaten but we were pretty sure was Pippin? gonna get Pippi? eaten. i think it's pippin right but he notes it's the same name as the dog who gets eaten in jaws which i did not realize i've seen jaws a million times and i could not dog get eaten uh the dog gets eaten in uh it when does it get eaten is it it's the is it the first beach scene like w w where all the tourists are like not the beginning of the movie but like i, I think it may be the first beach scene when the kid also gets eaten the kid who's uh -oh. mom does the dog like, 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 like the, the dog gets eaten first right like 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 and because before the kid gets eaten the dog is there in the water and then there's a point before the kid gets eaten where it's like you just see the owner like calling for the dog and like right. can't find the dog anywhere right and yeah. i yeah. couldn't remember that that's the dog's name but i guess it is I'll, I'll have to go back and listen but yeah so same name so an homage to jaws there i'm, I'm assuming justice for that dog yep and then uh yeah this part i think we knew and i think we were saying this intentionally <laughs> we, we we i think i'm pretty sure at some point with uh the meg we had uh talked about um i, I had mentioned uh jason statham being in uh crank as as Tim chelios um and we said something about it sounding like a hockey player and he was saying well of course chelios was chris a hockey chelios. player chris yeah. chelios yeah but uh, yeah now scott notes that he played for the devils which i guess is technically true but i always i remember on calgary which calgary was he on calgary he was the on he, he was on the blackhawks for a long time in the oh 90s. Maybe that, that right and then he was on the Red Wings later because I looked this up. But like Blackhawks is what I thought of because uh, I feel like that is probably what he was on in Blades of Steel, which is like the only hockey like <laughs> reference I have in, in, at all in my head. It's like, well, who was on what team in Blades of Steel? And it's like, I'm sure he was like the best player on the Blackhawks. He was on the Canadians, the Blackhawks, the Detroit Wings. I remember him on the Wings. Yeah, yeah, I remember on the Red Wings once I saw it. Yeah, so and the then Canadians, huh? At the end, the Wolves and the Thrashers. I don't know who the Chicago Wolves are. Uh, the Chicago Wolves. That's right. It. Oh, that must be an AHL team, like like a like minor league kind of thing, where he was like, yeah, yeah, because that is definitely not an NHL team. I know my teams, even if I don't know much about hockey. Right. All right. His uh Scott's question for us, which is um I think <laughs> because of uh 
Megan Meg 2. Um, what is the best movie you've seen that has the worst sequel? Oh, shit. Yeah. That's tough because there, uh, I feel like there are a lot of possibilities for this because there are a lot of very good movies that have a lot of ill considered I mean, sequels. This, this is not my ultimate answer, but the first thing that jumped in my head was Pacific Rim. Oh, sure. Just man, yeah. I, I really like that movie, and wow, the sequel is dog shit. When we say sequel, do, does the does the very next sequel? I mean, Scott did not lay out terms for this, so um, does the very next sequel have to be the worst, the bad one, or is can it just be yes, that like down the you, line? You okay. can't Star Trek Five the shit, right? Or the next one. Since I mentioned Jaws, like Jaws and Jaws: The Revenge would be, I think, a pretty valid one as well. No, it's got to um, be. But, it's got to be the next fourth one. Yeah. And Jaws 2, while not great, is not awful. So no, but you, you want that cliff, right? You want the you want that franchise to just drive itself off the cliff as sharp as possible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Pacific Rim is a pretty good one, I would say. Um, a lot of people would probably say the Matrix, although in retrospect, the the second and third ones aren't as bad as we thought at the time. The second one is disappointing, but I don't know that you can say it's bad. Like it, like yeah, uh, it, like it's got a, it's got it's better than the third one. Third yeah, one, the quality like, does yeah. keep going down as you go. Yeah, on. yeah, because the second one at least has a few like like that highway chase scene is great. Yeah, on, in in two, and then there's some other good things in there, but yeah, but you're right. I think a lot of people would say that one. Other- Iron Man. I really, you know, really didn't I, like Iron Man two. Iron Man two is not that good. I, Iron Man two is not that good. Although I've I've seen it a few times since the since I first saw it, and it's like it's another one where it's like when I see it again, it's like still not good, but this is not as awful. Like with with the expectations tamped down, it's not as awful as I remember it being. Like the second Fast and the Furious movie was terrible. Yeah, you know, that's another one in retrospect that's not as bad as it seems. Mm. All right, maybe I'll have to go back. Oh, you know that. what? Sequels worse than the first one? The Lord, of the, Ring, the, the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> I actually kind of like the, one, the ones the ones that you're so uh, fond of, Willie, that that's you've right. seen a million times. Because they all you fucking can, blow. That, that you can just <laughs> quote. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good question. Because like most of the times that I can think of sequels that are bad it's like not the it's not the very next sequel it's like if you're a, talking actually yeah, i'm gonna, dumb I'm gonna go back to, my, to my original statement that if you're talking about a, a delta in quality like i kind of like 2010 but like jesus 2001 is one of my favorite movies of all time so it's hard to that one yeah i i, I think that one kind of yeah, the, the issue there is more it's it's maybe a little less 2010 and just the fact that 2001 is so is such a great movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like. Yeah. 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 So oh, that, what about Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2? That's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. Cuz Ghostbusters 2 is not a good movie. No. <laughs> it, is it, that it, the it, one with Vigo the Carpathian? Yeah. Sure is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's not really. It's like when you really think about it, it's like what is memorable from Ghostbusters two? It's like Vigo, yeah, them, them using the NES advantage to control the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, I've probably seen Ghostbusters thirty times. I've probably seen the second one three times. Yeah, that, that's that's about the same for me. Yeah, that's actually. Back to the Future two wasn't great either. 
I think Back uh, to the Future. I like Back to the bad. Future too. I mean, it's not Back to the Future. I'll give you that. <laughs> like, like Back to the Future is great. Back to the Future Two has one of my favorite line readings of all time, which is, of course, when Marty gets the uh, Marty going goes back to 1955, gets the what he thinks is the almanac, opens it up, and goes, "Ooh la la." Ooh la la! <laughs> it's like so inexplicable how like upset he is. I don't know if this pick is going to be controversial or not, but I'm going to say Temple of Doom. I mean, I don't love Temple of Doom. I don't think it's very good at all. I I had to endure years of people asking me if people in my country, <laughs> the country I came from, really ate eyeball soup and snake okay. surprise and shit like that. So yeah. it is. It is wild that there are five Indiana Jones movies and two good ones. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's so I haven't seen Dial of Destiny, obviously. I have. It's terrible. Have. Right. No, no, I'm not saying it's not. I guess my question is of the three bad ones, are they all sort of off a piece or does is Temple of Doom better? Than the two newer ones, I don't. Know. I don't think so. I I actually think Dial of Destiny might be the best of the worst Indiana Jones movies. There's a couple redeeming parts of it. Couple, yeah. And then, do you think is is Temple of Doom next, and then Crystal Skull, or do you think yes, Temple of Temple Doom, of Doom is, the... is next, and then Crystal Skull? Crystal Skull could have won a Razzie easily. Yeah, Crystal Skull is bad. I have no that, that jiggly movie. Which we watched. For this I day. know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So those. So there are answers, I guess. So that we 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 hit on some good ones. I'm sure we are missing some obvious clunkers that are just not occurring to us right now. Like one that is like like there's probably something out there where it's like if somebody told us it's like oh yeah of course like that's like a great movie that has like an awful awful sequel rest assured i'm going to be thinking about this for the next three days and probably yeah like yeah me too messaging you guys with everyone yep, i think yeah <laughs> blah, blah 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 of course all right okay i think we're good if uh if you have a question or just observations that you want to send to us that we can read on the air uh you can send them to talk to podflix at gmail.com any parting thoughts from either of you guys? Any ruminations on the meaning of the world? Direct-to-video sequels don't count, right? No. I guess not. Which one were you thinking of? Um, Any I, of them? Sure. No, I was thinking of American Psycho. Oh, yeah. The one with Mil Kunis? Yeah. Yeah. But that was yeah, director video, movie. right? It was. Yeah, I think okay. it was. I thought so too. Yeah, that would be a good call though. If if yeah. it if it did come out in theaters, that would be a pretty good one. Oh, what about Blair Witch Project? Oh, and that's Blair a good Witch pull. Book of Shadows. Yeah, that's a good pull. I, like I mean, that. some of that comes down to what you thought of Blair Witch Project, but. I kind of feel like no matter what you thought of Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch Book of Shadows is way worse. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Going the horror movie route is maybe a good 
one. Yeah, because like, then you get this like, stuff like Halloween and stuff. Like, I'll, yeah, like, although Halloween two is fine. Like, it's it's not fine. Awful. But I actually, I, I don't really like. I mean, we we talked about when we reviewed Halloween, but Halloween is really good. Oh like, yeah, I, I dig that movie. Yeah, yeah, and none of us are big horror movie people. No, so I feel like that it says something if we're like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, we're done. Let's get out of here. We'll see you next time on Podflix. What about the National Treasure movies? I don't know. He's just going to keep rambling on. I gave you you a good cut time there if you want to cut off right there. That's right.